benefit from your breakup. Don't just move on, move up. What if you could make your worst breakup the best thing that ever happened to you? Gone will be the nights you stay up wondering what went wrong. Gone are the countless nights at bars, drinking to your sorrows that refuse to go away. Get ready to flush the agonizing pain down the drain. Instead, acquire the superhuman strength and overpowering self-confidence that reinvents your life, using your breakup as a launch pad to make your life without her better than it ever was with her. Broken hearts hold men back from their best lives. When you can't stop thinking about her or what you could have done differently, whether it was yesterday or 10 years ago, what do you do when you're depressed and no one cares because you're not a chick? Leave behind all confusion, emotional pain, and withdrawals with this book. What you'll discover in this book is how to shed yourself of the self-defeating behaviors, how to expunge yourself of emotional pain, the most powerful tool to take back your life, the most effective thoughts to quicken your recovery, simple yet proven techniques that stop the moping and rumination in their tracks, and a clear roadmap to building a better life that will make her wish she didn't dump you so she could still be part of it. The risk of heartbreak exists even when you're single or in a happy relationship, but the wisdom of this book will make you immune to the pain that risk presents. No woman on earth will ever be able to hold sway over you when you understand this wisdom. Learn to attract new women, build a better life without her, and become more than you ever were before. An end to the pain is just a click away at reinventideal.com slash breakup. Get your copy today. Benefit from your breakup. Don't just move on, move up. At reinventideal.com slash breakup. You're listening to Reinvent Ideal, dating and life advice for men. So you're struggling though, you need some help? The wisdom you need when you're depressed and no one cares because you're not a chick. While we're all enjoying our day, we're gonna lose 12 men to suicide today. Your weekly red pill prescription. It's a place for unguarded conversations to investigate with a council of men the riddles of life. With Cairo Copeland. What I wanted to make the focus of today's program all about is outcome indifference, but not just outcome indifference when it comes to your interactions with women. You see, when you're doing that and it's not coming from a genuine place, it comes across as fake. Yeah, they say fake it till you make it, but they can kind of smell right through that. But what I'm saying is to make outcome indifference a solid part of your core, to make it a genuine piece of your very being, something that just comes to you naturally, and that's by having outcome indifference in every aspect of your life, to be frugal with the amount of fucks that you give. Richard Cooper from Entrepreneurs in Cars has this line that he says a lot, and he says it so well. He says that men are the masters of complicating their lives and making up rationalizations as to why they do it. And one enormous and obvious way they do it is by caring about too many things that they really don't need to care about. Things that don't affect them or provide any benefit. Not just guys, but all people suffer from this problem, and they just piss away so much of their life energy over stupid things. If I can think of... 12 things off the top of my head that nobody should care about. Things like who's at fault, celebrity gossip and sports gossip, mate guarding and sexual jealousy, making sure that they're always right, national politics or trying to impress others, 
being offended, materialist crap, being the first to see something, hiding failures, or finding the perfect partner, or worrying about what an ex is currently doing. Many of these worthless things are governed by things that are beyond your control, and they give you no satisfaction at all even if you find out about these things, even uh, when you're caring about them and the way that they go goes in your favor. And others are just going to give you momentary but diminishing satisfaction. If you give a fuck about any of these things, your mind is very weak and is probably easily moved off center. And it's going to be very telling from the rest of your personality and the rest of your behaviors. And that's incredibly unattractive. It will disgust people, disgust women, turn them away. And it's just very important to be a happy person deep down at your core of being. And it's so hard to attain happiness, especially in a world like this that really doesn't care about you just because you're male. But you gotta realize that your time, your energy, your attention, and your money are very precious currencies. And in addition to that, so are the fucks that you give. Each fuck that you give should be regarded as being valuable as a gold bullion bar. Each one is a piece of your being, like a piece of your body, like each fuck is a finger. And the more things you care about, the more directions you're going to be pulled and stretched until you're ripped apart. Look at each fuck as a pint of blood. If you give out too many, you'll die. So they should be giving out very sparingly. Something Warren Buffett says that commitments by their very nature should be rare because that says how sacred they are. This world encourages you to care about more things than you really need to. But whom does it benefit for you to care about so much stupid shit? It's not you, it's whoever's encouraging you to care about it. Because it's often an advertiser with something to sell. Yeah, you know, they want you to care about something trivial, so you have a reason to be dissatisfied with life and the world, and that way they can sell you a solution. But an ingredient for a reinvented life, an ideal life as a male, isn't finding more things to care about, but less things to care about. What I want to encourage you to be is to be thrifty and frugal with your fuck giving. Be a fuck thrift. This is not to encourage indifference about everything, nor to become anti-empathetic toward others. But it's a realization that your ability to care, and that the fucks that you give, the energies that you expend during it, have great potential built into them, and as a result, can create great things. So caring less ensures that this power is not pissed away on meaningless shit. Care less, so this power will not be used carelessly. I mean, who is it that cares so much about stupid things? Who are the people that do the most complaining? Well, that's the Karens that we laugh at. They have minor and dumb things that set them off, and it's because they have so few things of importance in their own lives. I mean, they really live a life of little importance. They got nothing else to live for, so the Karens always bitch and ask to see a manager everywhere they go, because bitching is all that she has. The better thing to do is to search for what legitimately is important to you, rather than acting like some small things are more important than they are. You see, being a fuckthrift also refers to not resisting the course of nature and reality. Much of the anger and anxiety that we feel is derived from refusing to accept reality. You're caught in a traffic jam and your anger explodes. What's happening is your mind is refusing to accept the reality of the situation and adapt to it. Now, suppose it was me in that situation. Now we're to sit there stewing about it. Getting so angry because I'm caught in traffic. I'm wastefully spilling away the precious lifeblood of my fuck-giving needlessly. But if I were to accept the fact that this traffic is going nowhere for a while, and let this be a lesson to commute earlier, I save myself the wasteful expensing. Caring about these things is another display of narcissism. 
because those who care too much make themselves feel perpetually entitled to be comfy and happy 24-7. But as we know, pain and losses in life are just inevitable, and resisting them just makes it worse. The Taoists have forged the value deep into their minds to never resist the course of nature, because more pain and suffering is brought on by doing so. Further, pain and suffering are not meaningless inconveniences, but rather useful tools to use for our benefit. Suffering and negative emotions are biological tools. The condition of suffering exists to encourage a course correction. The negative emotions are meant to be biology's signals to you that you need to do things differently. These aren't turds being flung to you by these adversarial orangutans on acid to avoid. They are tools to be thankful for, because they're telling you that something needs to be fixed. And the trick is not to never suffer, but to suffer intelligently. And what does that mean? It means that the great mistake many sufferers make is to blame the adversity they face as coming from the external world. The fool is he who believes that his greatest struggle in life is against the world or society or anything external. The fool feels helplessly oppressed. And this is the same mentality of feminist supremacist or a black pill beta. They think that the world is against them and they're the victims of these external oppressors. But the correct way to handle suffering is to look within and ask yourself, what do I need to change about myself or do differently to avoid this in the future? The greatest struggle is not against the world, but against yourself. Specifically, the work-avoidant nature of human beings that's inherent in every one of us, including you. You see, today's culture of free self-love, which by the way was directed largely by the fempowerment mandate, is doing a dramatic disservice to all the upcoming generations that are raised under this crap. You see, the peddlers of platitudes like, Oh, you are enough, and big is beautiful, so never let anyone fat shame you, and we're all beautiful on the inside. These people have created a collective to believe that having self-love is more important than doing something to deserve it. And ironically, these are the same people that tell us that we have to earn a woman's love. Now, strangely, these peddlers forget what love legitimately even means. For example, what is it that makes loving someone greater than liking someone? You see, liking someone is just appreciating the good things about them. But loving someone is still appreciating them despite the bad things about them. You like them because, but you love them even though. Therefore, love requires the vision to notice a person's defects and to make light of them not to tear the person down, but rather to lift them up above the defects. In the same way, self-love should direct attention and focus to your defects and failures. And it's not to kick yourself and beat yourself up. But you see, self-love is not about making yourself feel good by looking at your accomplishments and the cool, nice things about you. Self-love is not thinking favorably about yourself. It's being honest with yourself. It's tough love. And the tougher you are on yourself, the greater your love for yourself is. Because life's easier on you when you're harder on yourself. True self-love is treating yourself like you would a friend with a crippling problem that's come to you for help, and you deem them worthy of it. It's when you have problems and shortcomings and are honest with yourself about them. When you can say to yourself, yeah, you know what? I am fat. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to work this fat off. Or, damn, I've been so lazy and procrastinating. I need to do something about it. Or, hey, I could be doing a lot better at this and then doing something to improve on those shortcomings. A person who truly loves themselves looks for their flaws and makes an honest and thorough analysis on how to improve on them. It's not just someone who spends 10 minutes a day repeating affirmations to themselves about how great and worthy they think they are. Declarations and affirmations are just a waste of time, and deep down, they always feel hokey and stupid. 
And there's a reason for why they make you feel that way. It's your biology telling you that you're wasting your time. You see, Michael Jordan didn't declare his way into becoming the greatest basketball player. He got to be the greatest basketball player by being honest with himself about his weaknesses and not beating himself down for them, but by obsessing over improving them. It's a myth that a good life is one where there is a constantly stable condition of happiness and feeling good. Happiness is only achieved through continual readjustments and regular course corrections. Many people are reluctant to make a course correction because they mistakenly believe that each second spent fixing will delay them to their destination, or perhaps they see it as an admission of inadequacy. But you see, each repair that you make is not a mark against you. Instead, what it really is is it's an upgrade in favor of you. You get nowhere by hiding from the truth. You get more lost running from it. The only verdict of virtue is to seek and accept it, even when it's ugly and painful. That's when it's most important to accept it. The truths that will be of the most benefit to your life are the ones that are the most unpleasant to hear. An example of such truth is, you're going to suck really bad at anything and everything before you get good at it. There's a poem by Stephen Crane that goes like this. A man said to the universe, Sir, I exist. And the universe responded, However, that has not given me a sense of obligation. Basically what it's saying is, Oh, you exist? Great, good for you, I don't give a shit. Whenever you attempt to do anything, you are that man in the poem. You're telling the universe that you exist, and the universe is going to respond with, I don't care. Only after kicking down the door of universal indifference enough times and hard enough will it give in. Existence is a tug of war between you and the universe, an endurance match, and you must go at it many times for it to finally give in to your will. Success is the result of several failures. It may be humiliating, but if you think about it, it's also encouraging. Because if someone is a lot better than you at something, it's because they've failed at it many more times than you have. Therefore, the question of what to pursue, what in life you should care about, should never be framed as, what pleasures do you want to experience? The question should be, what pains do you want to endure? Because we must be failures, early and often, before we can succeed. The suffering is not only inevitable, but it's absolutely necessary. Everyone wants to be rich because what they really want is to experience the pleasures of riches. But few are willing to endure the pains of hard work to get rich. Everyone wants to look sexy because what they really want is to be looked at with approval by others. But few are willing to endure the pains of dieting and exercise to get sexy. And every guy wants a hot girlfriend because what they really want is the sexual satisfaction and social validation that she can give. But few are willing to endure the pains of a relationship that requires strength of character to stay in and maintenance of the frame. So these things that you truly wish to suffer for are the only things that you should give a fuck about. These are the only things that you should spend the precious lifeblood of your capacity to care about. This is, these are the only things that you should care about. Everything else can be dropped, because caring about things gives those things power to create problems for you. So only care about the things that create the problems that you're happy to have. Instead of trying to live a work-avoidant and problem-free life, work toward a life of good problems, ones that you enjoy solving. The most sustainable happiness is earned, and best earned, by solving problems that you enjoy solving. So what should you care about? Reaching financial independence as soon as possible? Absolutely. Learning a skill that's valuable and evergreen? Absolutely. Your physical fitness and health? Definitely. Learning the ability to conduct allurement? Certainly. Now beyond that, I really can't tell you what you should spill your lifeblood for. You must decide that for yourself. But I can tell you the things that you shouldn't care about at all. There's 12 things that are not worth the slightest sliver of a fuck to give. Who's at fault? 
You see, politicians like to play that game, and that's because they're work-avoiding people, which is why they chose politics as a career. Now that they have the job, instead of fixing legitimate problems, which requires effort, they take the effortless path of blaming their opposing party for it. Don't be like them. When the house is on fire, it really doesn't matter if it was because your wife left the iron on, or your kid threw his sparking cigarette butt into a full trash can. You've got more pressing matters, like staying alive, too. Famous people gossip and sports gossip. Whether or not two very rich people continue dating is of no consequence to your life. You shouldn't be saddened to hear that they've broken up. 3. Mate guarding and sexual jealousy. This is certainty hunger at work. There is a deep evolutionary aspect to this, particularly for males, that needed to have paternity certainty for purposes of social pecking order. But the world is not the same as it was back then. The social pecking order is one less thing to lose sleep over. Because the problem with sexual jealousy is that there is no way to win and be happy while having it. Whether your lover is cheating on you or not, you still think they are. And because your feelings don't change based on the truth of their actions, there's no consequence for them if they do cheat on you. So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you think your lover is a slut, even when they're not, they figure they may as well be one. 4. A need to be right. The reason people crave being right is simply recognition hunger. Being right makes them believe that they're being looked at favorably by others, but really, no one is watching, and if they are, they'll forget what they saw five minutes later. Being right doesn't give you a right to anything. Number five, national politics. Republicans are red, Democrats are blue, and neither one gives a fuck about you. Lately, with the decline of religion and its institutions, politics has become the de facto religion adopted by the upcoming generations. It's gotten to a point now where many people won't date another person with differing political opinions. Love and life is difficult enough to find already. Now you're putting the requisite of political agreement on top of that only guarantees you won't find it. And only a weak-minded fool is incapable of handling someone with a differing opinion. Number six, trying to impress others. Notice how no one likes a one-upper or some douche that hears about something you did or have and then proceeds to tell you why what they did or have is better. When you try to impress others, you are that douche, especially people you don't like. This is the domain of women as evidenced by a type of relationship that only females have, the frenemy. Let's let them have this one, fellas. Number seven, being offended. Being offended is also a choice. No one can offend you without your consent. What is it that offends you? A name someone called you? A joke that picks on your special group? A tweet or some other arrangement of words? Words are merely sequences of sound waves. They only have the meaning and the power you give them, or better yet, choose to give them. Therefore, if you choose to let them have the power to make you feel small, you choose to be offended. Number eight, materialism. Sometimes people only buy fancy new things that they don't really want. It's all just to impress others, which was covered earlier. Still, there is enormous pressure put on males, in particular by the social imperatives for you to display your wealth in great fashion. It never works out well, though. Materialism actually leads to greater instances of depression, probably because the more showy you are, the less likely people are able to relate to you, or the more inadequate you make them feel, and the people that gravitate to you are people wanting to use you. Further, the most important thing in life is not things. 
but other people. Despite how much you may love them, things cannot love you back, but other people can. Things cannot give you external validation, but other people can. Other people can teach you a vital life lesson before you have to learn it the hard way. Everything with them goes further because they are their own sentient beings with free will. Spend your money not on things, but on other people. Take a friend out to eat, throw a house party, buy a gym membership or dance lessons for you and a friend. Spend money in a manner that's pro-social. 9. Being the first to see something. Especially movies. I mean, if you see it two weeks later, guess what? The plot and the ending of the movie is exactly the same. Number 10. Hiding failures. It is more embarrassing to be caught trying to hide a failure than it is to be caught failing at something. Failing at something only shows you're human. Trying to hide it shows you're insecure about it. 11. Finding the perfect partner. Because no human can be perfect, this is a treasure hunt that will never end, making you feel like an unlovable loser. Further, the more you invest in this pursuit, the more it shows and causes potential partners to become repelled by you. The person with the least amount of interest in a relationship is the more attractive person to the other and is also the one that has all the power in it. 12. What an ex is currently doing. Son, if you still have this on your mind, you need to listen to previous episodes. And that is it for us today. Thank you very much for listening. But one more thing before you go, I'll make you a deal. Wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, if you leave me a review on that platform and you screenshot that review and send it to me in an email to Cairo at reinventideal.com. That's Cairo at reinventideal.com. I will send you a copy of my free ebook, The Drama Free Relationship, How to Tame and Train Your Girlfriend. Because here's the deal. In today's world, you do have to condition bad habits out of a woman that you are in a long-term relationship with, a woman that you choose to make your girlfriend. You're going to have to condition bad habits out of her. This book will show you how to avoid much of the drama and pain that could inevitably be caused based on the conditioning that she has received prior to being in a relationship with you. So that's the drama-free relationship. How to tame and train your girlfriend. I will send it to you for free if you send me a screenshot of your review to Cairo at reinventideal.com. Please remember that the bowl gets blocked right here because I am my brother's keeper and I got your back. Thank you for listening to Reinvent Ideal with Cairo Copeland, your weekly red pill prescription. See more at reinventideal.com. Benefit from your breakup. Don't just move on, move up. What if you could make your worst breakup the best thing that ever happened to you? Gone will be the nights you stay up wondering what went wrong. Gone are the countless nights at bars, drinking to your sorrows that refuse to go away. Get ready to flush the agonizing pain down the drain. Instead, acquire the superhuman strength and overpowering self-confidence that reinvents your life, using your breakup as a launch pad to make your life without her better than it ever was with her. Broken hearts hold men back from their best lives. When you can't stop thinking about her or what you could have done differently, whether it was yesterday or 10 years ago, what do you do when you're depressed and no one cares because you're not a chick? Leave behind all confusion, emotional pain, and withdrawals with this book. What you'll discover in this book 
is how to shed yourself of the self-defeating behaviors, how to expunge yourself of emotional pain, the most powerful tool to take back your life, the most effective thoughts to quicken your recovery, simple yet proven techniques that stop the moping and rumination in their tracks, and a clear roadmap to building a better life that will make her wish she didn't dump you so she could still be part of it. The risk of heartbreak exists even when you're single or in a happy relationship, but the wisdom of this book will make you immune to the pain that risk presents. No woman on earth will ever be able to hold sway over you when you understand this wisdom. Learn to attract new women, build a better life without her, and become more than you ever were before. An end to the pain is just a click away at reinventideal.com slash breakup. Get your copy today. Benefit from your breakup. Don't just move on, move up. At reinventideal.com slash breakup.